What's good, y'all? My name is Dylan Green, and this is Real Notes, a space dedicated to blurring the cultural and artistic lines between rap and film. I'm here to chop it up with everyone from rappers and producers to journalists and video directors about their relationship to movies and how, if at all, film inspires their craft. My guest this week is Florida-born rapper-producer Light. We spoke about Don't Look Up, B-Movie, Cowboy Bebop, Dubstep, brief histories of Young Lean and the Sad Boys, Lucky, and Childish Gambino, how Lupe Fiasco's Kick Push changed their life, giving your all while recording, and the creative process behind their latest projects, Dwunk and Blacklight. Come fuck with us. Since we're recording, I want to preface this by saying, um, I just did 2.2 grams of shrooms, and I am, uh, I'm about halfway into a can of steel reserve that's been sitting in my room for three days. That's how we live in, baby. See, nah, bro, it's six, it's, it's 620, it's 620 on a Wednesday. That's what that, mm-hmm. that's, that's all that says to me, and that's fine, you know? The day is over, you do what you want, son. Real. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, what's cracking? Welcome back. Um, Real Notes, still pushing it along um we're back in the swing of things i'm feeling less awkward about being around a mic again things are pretty tight you know i can't really complain um it's dylan dylan green cinema side man person they them he him type shit um i i do a lot of things and i get lost in that sometimes (laughs) but Mm. um you know we're here and we got somebody really fucking really fucking dope on the other end you know they just got finished you know they just got finished doing the shrooms and shit just to you know take the edge off after a hard ass day and they make hard ass music and are into hard ass movies and yeah (laughs) no i don't even know what i'm doing um but please let's welcome let's welcome light with three eyes light with three eyes don't forget it with three eyes on the stage just one eye if you're talking to me in person it's all good we know all right (laughs) <laughs> nah yeah okay cool I, I man i feel like an asshole but nah bro thank you for coming on i appreciate you man thank you for having me like i know niggas say that but really thank you for having me this is my first like first podcast this is my first uh little artist affirmation here ah oh, i'm happy to do it you know it, you know it's like i told you like we're gonna get into it later but you know like i really i really came and like tapped in with your shit last year and just like really connected mm-hmm. with some of it with what i you, you know like i haven't heard everything but just like the stuff yeah, that i've yeah. been the stuff I that i was with lot. it's okay right <laughs> no it's all good you know you know every everybody puts out a lot that's just the world we live in and that's i, I think that's great it could be overwhelming mm-hmm. but it's all just like there and shit you know um and yeah i think Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't remember if we connected before this, but I think you and I like first started talking when we met in the Overcast Discord server, right? Or, we, or, or did we talk before and I'm just forgetting? Um, it could have been. I was I was very active in the cast server. I was actually a I was a mod, so it's quite possible that it was there. But I don't remember like Overcast server spans such a long time. It's hard to remember what's before, what's after, you know, like, right. I just consider like interactions at any point kind of like the same thing. But um, yeah, that's probably accurate. Like, I remember following you before that just because like, you're doing write ups on some of the homies and they retweet it. And I was like, Oh, yeah, this is good writing. This is good writing. Like, this is real. It's real thoughtful shit. Yeah, I appreciate it. 
I appreciate it. I don't remember. I don't remember where I first saw Dwan pop up on my timeline, but as soon as I saw it, I saw the cover, and I was like, "Yeah, no, nah, I got, I got, I got, I got to run this shit." And yeah. I did, and I was like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Like it, it really. Shout just... out, shout out to Shay. She had people going crazy with that one. Cheyenne, man, real nice. Right. She did, the, uh, she did Black Light too. Um. Well, I took the picture for Black Light like a while ago, and then she did the uh like the little mask out for me. Right. Um, it it looks beautiful. She did amazing on both covers. Like shout oh, out to her for real, man. She's crazy. Every time she posts some shit, I just be kind of stuck for a minute. Like, <sighs> yo, and, I, and I'm thinking about it. That and and like that really was. I saw I saw somebody share the cover and tag mm-hmm. her, and then I was like, mm-hmm. just off the strength of that, I gotta hear it. And and you know, like it, cover cover art, cover art will really do it every time. Like people no, people people definitely. say that shit, but like it really still works. I think to me, like, nah, it definitely does. Yeah, for real. Um, so let me ask. So let me ask you the first question I ask everybody who comes on here. What was the last movie or TV show that you watched that you had a strong opinion about? Oh man, oof. So last TV show I watched. Currently, I'm watching Superstore. Um, I just started season two. Mm-hmm. Um, feel good about it. It's not. It's not spectacular by any means. I watched um, Devious Maids right before this. Um, How's that? It was okay. It's it's just a little high quality soap you know uh it's got some nice vibes to it but they they canceled it before uh like on a crazy cliffhanger and so i'm kind of mad um like a crazy cliffhanger because like everything is kind of like you know soapy but it's like nah it was a crazy cliffhanger like i was watching this with somebody and i was texting her like yo yo there's there's not another season like it's not coming and we just kind of like panicked for a bit we're like what like where did she go like what happened (laughs) um I don't know, like strong feeling. Abbott's hella good. Um, she actually just texted me. It was like, yo, the new, the new episode of Abbott, but we got to watch it right now. Like I, I like I was thinking about it earlier because I saw the um, um, I saw the clip of um, Quinta being surprised by Jimmy Kimmel with um her high school teacher that she named oh. the, the, that she named the school after. So like yeah. I haven't I haven't started it yet, but I'm a I, I think I might actually do it tonight. I've been no, I've been slacking. Shit. That's good shit. Um, I don't know. Was the last movie I watched? Last movie I watched, definitely, because I was watching it and I thought about this coming up. Is um, uh, don't look up. How'd you like don't look up? Because I've I've been hearing crazy shit about it. I've I've definitely read some people who are like it's absolute shit, <laughs> but I think it's really weird. Like, I feel like a lot of who I am comes from like the perspectives in which I take things, right? And yeah. so. From my perspective, I didn't I didn't take it too seriously from the jump. I expected it to be funnier. So I think that really left room for like everybody's criticism that I've heard stems from like uh oh, it's just some like really weak social commentary, which I agree. It is pretty like weak social commentary. It's like a clear divide, no nuance to it at all. But right. I think it's it's okay. It's a it's a white liberal version of um sorry to bother you see that's that's the vibe i got because i had seen some clips and i heard that uh i heard that jennifer lawrence starts the movie out rapping wu-tang clan ain't nothing to fuck with in the camera and i was like i I don't need to see that i'm i'm good like i get it white people are corny like i get it (laughs) you know (laughs) no i mean for me it was more of a a a cinematic thing really i really love the use of uh, l cuts i'm a fiend for l cuts and there's there's mm. plenty of them in that movie um and there's a lot of use of even like stills um 
like they'll just slap a still in like in moments where they get really tense they'll just like flash in stills and like not even in a way that's like oh stop motion like nah it's just completely different shots just still 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 and they'll yeah. go back and they'll do some like slow-mo and still I'm like okay yeah now this is this is some great like cinematography some great editing Damn, that's hard. Like, see, now, real quick, before we move on, tell tell the people who might not know what an L cut is, because that's real, like, that's real, like, film <laughs> language shit. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> so an L cut refers to, uh, think of it visually as you're editing your film, right? And you have two separate tracks. You've got the track up top, which is your video. You got the yeah. track down below, which is your audio. So when you do an L cut, it takes the shape of an L, meaning you start off a video with the corresponding audio, and then you slap in another video, but you leave that same audio going. So it takes the shape of an L inside the, the editor. Yeah, that's 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 so hard. Like it's 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 kind of like uh I mean, like it's not really all well, I mean, I mean, maybe it is a little similar because I always think about um I'm all, I always think about like diegetic and non-diegetic sound. It's 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 yeah. it's like not exactly the same as like an L cut, but like it's kind of like it plays with perspective in that way because like because like diegetic sound is for people who might not know like that's like that's like sound that comes from a source that you can see on the camera and then non-diegetic sound is a sound that comes from a source you can't see on the camera i think that yeah, like yeah. that that's like the that's like the film studies shit that always sticks out in my head whenever i'm watching anything i'm like that's non-diegetic sound and most people are just yeah. like Nigga, shut the fuck up like you know like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> But no, that's hard though. Um, I'm like, like, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give. Don't look up a try at some point. Um, I just, I've been putting it off for as long as I possibly can. Like, yeah, I'm sure someone's gonna. Yeah, I don't think it's a must by any means. It, you know what? At points, the points that I really like just feel like a planet Earth like documentary. That's hmm. that's what it is. It feels really like that clean, like you know, super clean look. Everything captured in frame, and then you right. just hear the voice still coming in. And it's like, yeah, this is soothing, right? Um, but all the elements I felt they were trying to incorporate, I've seen them incorporated better. Right. Yeah. No, that makes, that makes complete sense. And it really did like, well, yeah, what I saw, it really did remind me of sorry to bother you, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, I love that shit. Yeah. Like it's, it's, um, (laughs) you know, like I, I I have, I have thoughts about some of the things that Boots Riley does sometimes. So that's a real fantastic movie. I fuck with that movie a lot. Like, God, film directors are terrible people. Yeah, <laughs> but you know they, uh, you know, like the like the like the beautiful thing about movies and real really all art in general is that most of the time, once they give the art up, it's kind of just like ours. In yeah, a way, exactly. like it, like it is and it isn't. It's weird. It you you can you can just kind of like. I like to think of it as like the stuff that the thing made you feel is yours and you don't have to attach that to anybody's bad behavior. Like the actual like content and whether or not you want to watch it as a completely different conversation. I wrestle with that shit all the time, but uh, you know, like the stuff that it makes you feel and it makes you think about like that's yours and you don't have to let somebody's bullshit ruin that for you unless you want to or unless it really does it, it's all it's all circumstantial and there's levels and degrees but you know yeah I think it becomes like so much as uh we were somebody was just talking about Tarantino films on the timeline but like to a point where where you feel like the director's personality is ingrained into the actual film that you kind of gotta like okay I can't necessarily shake this you know like yeah. it gets a bit harder to shake when I feel like it's them speaking through their movie as much as it is just like some artistic creation 
Right. Yeah. And that's when the whole tourism things thing comes into mind, because like c- c- because like there are plenty of directors who don't really have that voice and they just like make the movie and that's fine. But, you know, like it, 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 that's the that's the that's the dangerous tightrope act that comes with being an auteur that way is like you just like if you like if you're wilding a little too much in either direction, it's going to feel much more like a personal statement than it would from somebody like uh, I can't even think of somebody who's like not. Like Anton Fuqua, I don't know, like the guy who made like Training Day and like the Equalizer oh, yeah. and shit. Like he's like he makes like all, like all his movies are kind of similar, but I don't really know that he has like a voice in the yeah. way that like a Tarantino does, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can have a very similar like artistic style, but if it's not too. I don't want to say distinctive, right, but like if it's not too it's not too loud, you know, it doesn't. Yeah. No, yeah, totally um so you know i like obviously you have a pretty you have a you have a more solid base with film than most um what's the what's the first movie experience you can remember having like it could be you know at the theater your cousin's house fucking this best is gonna buy. Be, like, yeah <laughs> this is gonna be hilarious okay so the most solid uh like first movie experience i remember is the fact that my little cousin, um, so mind you, uh, I was living in, uh, I was born in Miami, so I was living in Miami at the time, so I'm probably like yeah. five, six. Um, my little cousin is like two, three years younger than me, so she's like two at this time. She would not let us stop watching the B movie. So I recall watching the B movie on loop for at least a solid month. <laughs> like, yeah. just, just nothing but B movie, bro. Yo, so do you remember what you thought about B movie when you first that's so funny to me because it's not like I can't I can't detach it from all the memes in my head. Like that's just that, no, that's and that's literally why it's so hilarious to me. Cause like I just think about it and I'm like B movie. Like it, like especially when the meme was like entire B movie script, and I'm like, not this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even remember flashback. Like, yeah, I don't even remember what the movies are like. I rem- like all I remember is that like the like the humans are humaning and like nope. pollen's all going away or some shit. And I watched it like, the, like not too long ago, and it's it's actually a very solid movie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not gonna lie to you, it's like say whatever you will about Jerry Seinfeld, however you feel about his comedy, but like it's a good movie, right? It's about Barry the B Benson, who's just like. I don't I don't want to do with all what all the other bees do. I want to go outside. Mm-hmm. He goes outside and he sees like, whoa, they're stealing our honey. And he's like, we gotta do something about this, right? And so it becomes now at this point, it's a it's a, a workers' right, a social justice film. Yeah. <laughs> and then it becomes like, whoa. You think this was like a Jewish allegory? <laughs> Allegory. <laughs> In what sense? <laughs> I think at some point he was just kind of like, he just kind of felt like the work of the Jewish people was was like undermined and discredited and like. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I never, I never thought about it like that. Now I got to go back and do a critical analysis of the B movie, oh. bro. <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, I'm not Jewish, so I can't really, you know, I can't really speak no, on that. But, but that's, yeah. <laughs> It's really weird because I was just having this conversation about somebody who um, was previously engaged to a Jewish person, 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, we were talking about, like, because, like, I, I have, like, pretty much zero, like, experience with, like, Jewish culture. But they were telling me, like, their experiences with it and just kind of, like, you know, how they noticed that gender roles playing into it. Because we, we talked about gender roles, too. Um, yeah. But it's so crazy. We were just having this conversation about, like, our perspective of, like, you know, what we've seen from Jewish culture and, like, we expect from it. And we were talking about how, um, like, every other uh, religion who has, like, God uh is the is the top dog is kind of like really hopeful right like baptist and whatnot they're like oh god loves us god has this for us but they were saying like in my in their experience that like jewish people were still like just very fearful of god like they were still very like almost in a dreadful state of like no like we can't fuck up and he will be mad at us you know like right yeah because weird yeah it is like from what i from what i understand um from what I understand, um, the, like a lot, like a lot of that stuff is still very much like, like they're dealing with like Old Testament God, <laughs> and yeah, he was, yeah, exactly. and Old Testament God was on some other shit, you know. Like <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to talk. Yeah, like like I'm obviously not an expert, but that's just yeah. Like, no, 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 definitely, yeah. definitely no expert <laughs> at all. I do, I do gotta, I do gotta see if I got Jewish homies now because I'm very curious. I like <laughs> with, I with need B to movie. see. <laughs> Well, yeah, now I got to compare it to the B movie too. Like, is this a common like, is this a common like fear, like, or is Jerry Seinfeld really just on some workers' right shit? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, like, uh, the I, I feel like the fifteen or twenty year anniversary's got to be coming up. So somebody's got to ask him. That's that's God. I never, <laughs> lit- literally, never thought about that shit before. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, wow, this is what it's like to talk to light, yeah. <laughs> God damn. Um, so like as you get older and you start, um, you know, you really start digging into this shit the way that you already are. Um, mm-hmm. What like was there a movie that kind of made you fall in love with movies in like a not even just in like an artistic way, but just like a just like a deep appreciation. Like I like this shit more than just a thing to to do or to like have on in the background type shit. You know, it wasn't even movies. I religiously rewatch cowboy bebop mm. um probably at least four times a year wow like religiously <laughs> um because i started off with uh bleach and i found cowboy bebop and i was like this is so much more my speed and then it <laughs> finished and i was like but why and i was like but like yeah i don't need more but why yeah and so like i was like i can just rewatch it and I have ever since. Like, it's been like man, seven or eight years now. That's so crazy. I'm also I'm also doing a Bebop rewatch right now because I was uh, um, I just I, I just remembered it was on Netflix and I just decided to. I, I think I'm like six or seven episodes deep. I think the last one I saw was um, I can't remember the last one I saw, but I can I can talk about my my favorite moment on the whole show is when fucking um. Uh, in the, I think it's in the third or the fourth episode when they're trying to bust down the casino, and mm-hmm. um, Spike and Spike and Faye have that moment when they're on the outside of the spaceship, and they just and they just kind of like look at each other and they go like, "Hey, da da da," and he's like, "Hey, mm-hmm. da da," like just like and, and like and like with the fucking music, that's just like, 
it's just like this is what i live for like that's that that's yeah. that's art like it's just I, I, like, like when i saw that again on my re, on my recent rewatch i just i ran that shit back like eight times like this is just ugh, i just said chills at my spine in a beautiful I'm, way i'm a huge ed fan actually um i'm very fond of ed because um, you can imagine i was very against them making a second season of the live action um <laughs> after having seen how they chose to portray it <laughs> oh see you know it's crazy I, di- I didn't even get that far in in the netflix version and i didn't think it was like as bad as everybody else thought it it wasn't like great but i yeah. like i like i didn't like it enough to even make it i think like i think i might have made it like two episodes in you, and you just know gave weird? up I forced myself through it because I will watch bad TV. I will right, watch bad you know? TV. I will watch bad movies. Like I saw the um I've seen like both of the Death Note uh live actions. I've seen the uh <laughs> oh, Full Metal Alchemist live action. I've seen Oh no. Why would you do that? To- not, not not the Full Metal because Alchemist. You, no, I, I feel bad. like you need an understanding of what's terrible too. I listen to I listen to some rap music that I think is terrible. I listen to some music I just think it's terrible cuz like I got to get an understanding of like you know? Feel like you need a yeah. bottom line too no i respect that no no because i because i definitely do the same i just like like the like the full metal out the live action full metal alchemist is my threshold <laughs> like i can't that's <laughs> like like i'll watch anything bro but like that i can't touch that i'm uh, like 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 brotherhood is too sacred to me i can't do it <laughs> hey look that's very valid and i mean don't get me wrong i did gripe through the whole like right yeah. live action but it's weird because towards the end, I was starting to accept it as like something new, right? Like I was like, okay, they've changed the stories. The set pieces look really nice. Um, none of these characters are necessarily even the same. Like, like, you, what do you mean Jet Black has a wife and kids now? <laughs> like what? Yeah, like yeah, because I was watching it. it. It had been long enough since I'd seen the original joint that I forgot a lot about jet black and i was like did he always have a daughter <laughs> like no. I, was, I was like wait a second <laughs> that's, that's not right <laughs> and so everything was just throwing me off and i was like okay whatever but i began to accept it as like something new i really didn't like vicious i really don't like his face yeah um, me either he just reminds me of a human lord farquad <laughs> yeah i can see it <laughs> and um and what's weird is i saw him in something right after that i forgot what it was um mm. oh the boys oh man see i haven't pe- people have been yelling at me about it i'm gonna start it that shit is great ah uh, okay okay um but yeah he's he's one of the main superheroes in the boys too um but yeah no like i begin to accept it and i got to that final scene yeah and it's it's the clip that circulated that's the only time you see ed because Ed was not in the first season at all. That's how really? much they mixed up the story. Yeah. Wow. They mixed up the story so much that that's the only time you see Ed. So that clip that was circulating around was really the final clip. Oh, that's okay. That's and so sucks. that was the oh, last thing no. I saw as the season ended. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> that's boof. No, stop. Oh, that's... Ed is like... I don't, I don't want to say he's like the heart of the show, but like... He he and, like I feel like he's the heart of the show. Like, how do you yeah, not have him in the first he's season? He's the like most energetic part that kind of like he's he's more than just comedic relief, right? He's not like an Olaf, he's not like a side character. He's a part right. of the main cast to the point where it's like every time he pops up, you find yourself smiling, even if you've been straight-faced or like teary-eyed through the whole dramatic ass show, right? And that's why right. I love Ed, because Ed's really just like 
important discoveries, you know, like doing all the, the heavy lifting sometimes, but still with this like air that's completely different to everybody else. This is yeah, like really free flowing, like it's okay. Cause and like so how, like, o- oh, sorry. No, good. I was just going to ask how old is he supposed to be? He's, he's like a kid uh, kid, right? 12 or 13 or some shit like okay, that. Okay. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. That makes and sense. it's like, and so like, yeah, I get the energeticness, but like the way they, that, that one clip, no. And that's the, that's the last minutes. Literally, it cuts to credits after that. That's dirty. See, <laughs> I thought I thought that that happened like halfway through the season. Oh, that's oh that. Oh, yeah, no, they that, mixed that, up the stories so much. That left a bad taste in my mouth. I haven't even. Oh, oh, no, I saw the clip, but I haven't like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know everybody makes, saw the clip because that's where I saw it first. And I was waiting for it to happen. And then when I realized it was the final one and the end wasn't even in the first season, like there was no chance of redeem, <laughs> redemption. That makes me feel dirty. Terrible. And I really cape for the shit too because I like the trailers they put out, like the one that was just like them. So good. It was so it looked crazy, but it just talking about the the three panel one where they were just switching in between the panels. Yeah, I I love shit like that. Like I I I just but I like like I got me so gassed and then no, I I I made it like I wasn't surprised. I wasn't either, but I was I was hopeful, you know. I feel I feel like there's a difference between being hopeful and being surprised. And like yeah, I was just... what surprised me was how much they switched up the story though. Like I really did they basically wrote something completely new. Right. Yeah. It was it was like a because I read a couple of reviews and they were just like, Yeah, they basically just like remixed a bunch of like greatest hits yeah. and then added in a few <laughs> yeah. new things. And and, and and yeah, like they um they of course they gave um they gave vicious like a whole new backstory. Or, or, or at least like fleshed out the story that they yeah, didn't they flesh gave out him a on the fleshed show. out one and then like married right. to Julia like Mm-mm. yeah, yeah nah. just... I'm, I'm... And, and, and then they canceled it I was just like what Ugh, like I was I was fine with that one not gonna lie <laughs> yeah then I me remember too. like reading the reviews from like there were even people in Japan who were like yeah I get it <laughs> <laughs> it just sucks because you could tell that the you could tell that the cast was like really giving it 110% and like the visual aesthetic was super cool. I like, disagree. Ugh. <laughs> wait, wait, with what? I think John Cho was a terrible spike. <laughs> <laughs> tell me, tell me why. Tell me why you thought he was a terrible spike. He was I feel like and I mean, don't get me wrong, because I'm often one to go, well, maybe that's how it was written, and they were just acting to the best of what was written for them, right? Right. Like that's how I felt about. I might get crucified. How oh, I felt about Killmonger. Um, <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> no. That's fine. And That's fine. That's I'm fine. not at all a Michael B. Jordan fan, but I was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, maybe they just wrote him that way. But, like, yeah, no. But yeah. he was really dull. Like, there was no charm to his spike. Yeah. You know, like, it, yeah. No, I, I can tired. agree. Yeah. Yeah, he definitely felt tired. He very, He felt like I want to say he kind of felt flat, you know, and like, and, and like Spike is, Spike is like level-headed and like to a fault a lot of the time, but like John Cho definitely felt kind of flat. And it's like, like, I I don't really know if he could, like, I feel like he had a hard time deciding whether he wanted to play it serious or play it funny. And like, and like, especially, especially, um, what the fuck is his name? Steve Bloom. Like he's just, He's just so good at playing that middle ground between serious and funny as I feel Spike. Like like. That was the whole show, though. I feel like the whole show was like very confused on whether or not they wanted it to be. Did you see 
the edit somebody did on Twitter that was like the Seinfeld bass guitar over that one scene. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I was like, why does this work so much better? Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's when I knew it was going to be terrible. <laughs> right. Like, that, like and... the, the dialogue felt so inhuman. It felt like you read a line, you read a line. It wasn't a conversation. It was just. Yeah, it was it was empty. It was way too much negative space. Right. And on top of that, like it's that it like I could tell just from the couple episodes I saw, like it was a tone problem too. Like and and you know, and, and like then like Bebop is really one of those shows that really walks the line between being funny and being serious. And like that's like that's one of the things that I love about it so much. It's like not unpredictable, but it just like they got the balance right. And they and 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 like you could tell they knew exactly how they wanted this to go. And with exactly. and like and like you were saying with the live with the live action joint, they had no idea. Like sometimes it was like way too silly, sometimes it was way too serious. And but yeah. like it, it's that's just why I'm a, a huge Shinichiro fan. Shinichiro was a great director, bro. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, no. Carolyn Tuesday. Oh I still haven't finished Carolyn Tuesday. I made it like I, like I like it a lot. It's just you know I I, I get I get so caught up. I I, I watch I'm watching like six things at once and no I, I definitely just, get that. Uh, uh, but but now Carol and Tuesday is super dope. Like obviously Shampoo Samurai Shampoo is super dope. Classic. Um that yeah that's like shit. That, even even um I'm blanking on her name, but she she worked with him on like Shampoo and um and uh Bebop, but she did um uh, uh, uh Michiko and Hatchin oh yeah um i can't remember her name either shit damn did she also do yuri or am i thinking about somebody else Mm, i don't know that's a good question that's Mm. a good question um yeah that's a a great one too yeah nah like yeah yeah like yeah yeah watanabe and his whole his whole cabal of people they always they mm-hmm. always do the thing. I'm excited to watch. Uh, he did. It was. He, did, was he involved in that Blade Runner thing that's happening on Adult Swim yeah, right now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's done a. Um, he's done a. Uh, Ghost in the Shell. Um, like I think miniseries or something before, and so I'm definitely excited for that one. Ooh, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I've been. Me- I've been meaning to jump back in with Kusanage and them. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out to. Shout out that 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 was a, that was a, that was a nice healthy conversation about Cowboy Bebop. I I, I don't I, I don't know. I've had a, I think we had maybe like one other. Yeah, nah. Me and Morpheus. Shout out shout out to Morpheus. <laughs> we talked. Yeah yeah. We talked about uh, shampoo actually more, but just like nice healthy Shinichiro Watanabe talk. That's that's. Thank I feel you. like I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like shampoo is definitely more popular amongst the hip hop heads. Oh, absolutely. Like, not, not even a question. And it's yeah. crazy because, like, both of them are because, you know, like, the seatbelt soundtrack on Bebop is just, oh, like, God, uh, just, I, I can't even put into words how perfect that shit is. Like, uh, it just puts me in such a good mood every time I listen to it. Definitely. Right. Um. So, uh, sorry, brain lost. Um. No, it's all good. What? I think the shrooms are trickling down, so I might be there with you soon. So, 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 before I lose you, let's go to music. Like <laughs> while while you're while you're on, um, you know, like while you're kind of building this, uh, 
vocabulary and understanding with the movies and shit like when did you like when did you first fall in love with music or like when did you or, or like when did music first come into your life to the point where it like breached past just being a background thing honestly like i said i'm from miami so i think music is always super important um i'm like three-fourths bahamian so music hey. and drums yeah music and drums are always super important right like i remember being a jit going to like battle of the bands and always being like i'm tender sound crazy those snares sound crazy uh going to like going bay junk canoe uh man then like of course every family function you gotta you got what you got trick daddy everybody from slip slide you got uh <laughs> you got any any mix like a uh, beam eye sticking and rolling all that right bop whatever whatever dances superman spider-man <laughs> the wu-tang right so i feel like dancing and music have always been like super important to me but specifically on the tip of hip-hop was uh the first time i heard kick push um i was like i can rap i can do that um it was just it was too it was too narrative like you know and i was like I, yeah i got it i get it right man i was like that was the one for me that's that song changed so many lives like it it, it definitely changed mine too like shit mm-hmm. i just like yeah just to just, just to I, I don't even know just like the way he split the stories up and the and and, and and like the one thing that always got me is that like he didn't know how to breathe at that point so like after every after every bar he'd be like <gasps> like <laughs> and, 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 that, and that always killed me because i was like he needs to learn to fucking breathe better son like what is he doing <laughs> he I'm, like a, he's I'm drowning. a firm believer in rapping until you can't no more um right a lot of a lot of people close to me if you ask them bro like in our toughest times i'm like bro you just do what you do you know you do what you can until you can't no more right and so i, I take that all the way to rapping because like some of my favorite homies uh shout out kobe trauma um and like i started rapping with them from cast core and i was like these niggas will go and go until they can't like these niggas will like pull that last bit of breath out just to get them last few words out and then right right and i'm like that's real um because even though kick push was the like entry for me and it was because of the narrative i've come into my own in a way of like just pure emotional demonstration um because even though lupe is very much i want to be the best rapper ever and for the longest right i thought i wanted to be the best rapper too but then i kind of realized like when I write, I'm not, I'm not sitting here like, oh, does this rhyme with that? Can I get some more internal rhymes in there? You know, I'm really just, I'm really just writing what I feel better than I can say it uh, 99% of the time. Um, so it becomes just this like show of emotion. It becomes like bearing some things that maybe I'm not even like fully conscious of at the time. And so I fully believe in like, get out what you got to get out even if you don't think you can get it out even if you got to chop that bitch up rearrange it whatever you got to do yeah yeah a couple more punches yeah no i no i respect i respect that a lot i respect that a lot because that's how you know people like really love it and go hard for it like just that <laughs> i just like nah you know you're right you're right like i i, I always just what? On kick push, Lupe said, "Just to free them, just to freedom was better than breathing. Breathing, that's they what said, it is, yeah. right? <laughs> you you feel free. I get there, I lose it, right? I didn't cried on the mic, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't yelled on the mic, I didn't spit on the mic, I didn't done everything, right? Just right. to like, just to keep it real. 
and that's hard you know like that's like like even even though i was just making fun of lupe for fucking breathing yeah, no. the way he was breathing on that song like not not like that that's like like i feel like what you're talking about is like that's that's so important and you know like that type of spontaneity really le- like you know like not everything needs to be like the most perfect clean like this is how it like you know like there's like i can't tell you how many times like there there have been people who've just like either like intentionally or unintentionally just recorded something beautiful that like they didn't intend to do. And then it was like, Nope, we're leaving that in like, fuck you. No, you know, definitely. Like, um, blue. Um, we actually did. That was a tape that kind of got me in front of cash cord niggas, uh, black, black, black boys look blue in the moonlight. Uh, of course, mm. inspired, inspired by moonlight, uh, inspired by the play that inspired that. But, um, we did that tape and we were just talking about it. Um, because like they just started writing for real um so they just you know been producing been djing um and they were just like i feel like i feel like you know i gotta like get it out and, like they're just sending me verses i'm like bro nigga i hope you know i can't read these the same way you're writing them like this has been like sending me these long ass verses like, i can't read them the same way you're writing them but like i appreciate the like the fervor they're they're really like i want to get back to that hip-hop way of shit <laughs> and like me and uh flowers me and michael uh, we've been talking hey shout out lot. flowers yeah big shout out i told him i told him i was doing this i told him like me and you talked about it he's oh yeah i'm gonna make sure that happens i, I need to make sure that happens <laughs> yeah and, and that's funny because we were talking um, um we were we were doing a thing that i won't mention because i because he wants that to be a surprise mm-hmm. but um yeah he mentioned he was like oh yeah you gotta you gotta get light on here i was like nah <laughs> i was like nah we already been talking like we, we've been talking about this for a while and <laughs> but no nah, shout out <laughs> shout out to shout out to mike forever he's the best yeah big big shout out michael man been a been a, a huge help these past few like two three months for real um maybe we'll get into some of that later but um hey uh yeah no yeah, we were just talking yeah. about like like uh rx nephew rx poppy um he's a huge fucking fan right and he's just like we were talking about the idea of uh like you said earlier uh everybody drops a lot that's the environment we're in now but just that that style of like originally you know niggas go to a party and you hear some raps you're never gonna hear again um but in this case we're taking it to a digital front of like maybe everything's not top quality recorded even your best verse ever but everything you put out is 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 earnest and is real um right um just for the sake of saying you know i'm not making this music for for you know hits i'm not making this music to chart or none of that shit i'm just making it because i got to um whatever i said i had to say at that moment and it's really what i felt right and it's crazy that you just brought up neff and neff and pat because like yeah i'm 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 yeah i'm big on the rx wave too and um mm-hmm. my homie caleb shout out to caleb he just sent me he just sent me the um neff just dropped a new song on fucking i think yesterday called cold turkey and like mm-hmm. it came in and it sounds like some like maybach music group shit it's it's like it's like disturbingly clean like his vocals are like Uh, really well mixed i was like i've never heard him sound so like that shit really like threw me for a loop i was like why am i hearing you like in hd right now (laughs) it it, 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 it didn't feel right yeah (laughs) yeah yeah like i'm so used to like i'm so used to like the american terrorist shit like the fucking um what's the joint that just came out um 
uh fuck what was it i think it was the i got five pairs of amiri jeans like that type of shit you know and then just like it sounds like like this new shit sounds like sounds like ross is gonna hop and you can hear the maybach music like i was <laughs> it, it shit really threw me for a loop like but i love i love what they're doing and i love how like especially like rx poppy's um that foreign exchange project he put out last year like mm. really like maybe some of the raw shit that he's ever recorded you know like just you could tell that he was like it's a difference between a song like west side benji from the thousand miles and running which is my favorite poppy song ever and then yeah. like a couple of the songs on foreign exchange is just like so raw and so like i think ugh. i think my favorite one is uh what's that joint cousin tito <laughs> the cousin tito yeah because like, like i think that was like that was one of my first ones that i heard and i was like uh, is it is, is that cousin tito it's the fucking my mama told me to pray to god i looked at her and i said for what yeah. that joint right there <laughs> yeah. oh man every time i hear that shit i just be like yeah yeah <laughs> like, like, yeah, like mm. it's so real it's so raw like right like and, and, he didn't and, scratch and, shit out on that verse he just right. wrote the verse maybe he didn't write the bitch he's gotten there and just you know, like it's it's too real, right? Yeah, cause, yeah, because like he like punches in a bunch and shit too. But like, I felt the same way listening to West Side Benji because like there's a bit like near the end where uh, there's a bit near the end where like he's talking about like he's talking about like being on a bus and like robbing the bus driver and like robbing his he 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 said he robbed the bus driver he robbed his mother's best friend he robbed his mother yeah and then, yeah yeah I know and, what you're talking about and then he says something about like oh like we'll never be that close again sometimes I feel the walls are closing in and like at like yeah. in that in that little moment his delivery starts to speed up and like he's like coming in like ahead of the beat. So it's like, you could tell that he's like getting shaken by that shit. And like, that's just what, like, I love that about like the both of them, they both do stuff like that. And just like, that's yeah, yeah. the type of shit that like, you wouldn't get that from a clean recording. You wouldn't get that from like, nah, a, okay, I'm gonna do it like this, this, and this. And like, sometimes, that's, sometimes that's you just gotta raw. put the mic on and just let that bitch go. Um, For that's real. I did with, um, I did box one through three. And what happened was, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> I was I was in Cash Court. We were playing uh, Among Us. That's how that's how like long ago that was, right? <laughs> Damn, um, Among a Us throwback. And, um, I was just kind of sitting up, and I did like I had I had like moved to Georgia, like a, a Georgia. I moved to Virginia from Georgia like a month or two ago. Stand like right. still here, standing at my pop's house. Um, and I was just like, man, what the fuck am I doing? Like you know, um. It was crazy. Um, so like the December before that, I um I was living with my boyfriend and we uh some shit happened. He got really sick, he had to move away, and then we uh and so like we broke up, I moved back in with my mom's and mind you, whole time I moved out when I was 18, moved back in still 18. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so like, yeah, going through it, and then like so that January, February, and then March corona hit, and so I was out of work then. I was kind of sitting around and we went back to work just, you know, it was like slow. And then uh, me and my mom's got into it on some shit. And I was like, all right, I'm going to just, you know, move my pop. So I moved up here. And so this guy would be like, what, June, March, May, May, something like May, yeah, end of May. Uh, so then June, July, I'm just kind of like sitting around in here. Um, then I dropped uh, Black Boys of Blue in August. 
which was just like a culmination of some shit. You know, I started like really rapping over a uh, quarantine and uh and then like I it was then I'm in cast court and I'm sitting around, I'm like, yo, I think I'm gonna do some acid. And so I popped one tab, I looked up and I was like, mm. this is back when I was the king of the double dose, right? I would always like, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take a double shot. And so I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna do another tab. I took another tab and it started hitting me and like they talking to me and like I had just got killed in Among Us and I was like, you know what, y'all? It's my last game. I'm gonna go ahead and get in bed. And so I lay down and I proceed to not sleep uh, for like the next like 10 hours. Damn. <laughs> and I'm just like tossing and turning. I went through some crazy shit. Like I, I thought I was gonna lose my mind at one point. I was just, like sticking, bro. I was, I was going through it. And then like, I remember like calming down a bit and then um, I went to go eat and I saw like the sun coming up. So like, I'm looking out the window, but it's like, I'm like, I'm still kind of high. So I'm like, I can't go just like lay in the grass. I'm gonna look crazy. And so I was like, right, fuck it, I'm gonna make some music. And so I threw on a few beats. I made a beat, um, I chopped up some shit. And I just kind of like, I just kind of went at it, right? Like, uh, I probably couldn't even like remember those lyrics off the top of my head. I had to like run them back and be like, okay, yeah. Right. So I was just like, I'm just in that moment of like, I don't know where I'm at in life. Shit just collapsed in on me. And now I'm like back to square zero. And I've been sitting in square zero for months. And I was like, oh, I guess square one is get a job. Worst decision of my life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it hey, was, at least. Music. It, yeah, I was about to say, at least some good music came out of it. Like, <laughs> no, most definitely. Like, that's, that's, you know, you can't really. Well, I was going to say you can't really ask for more than that, but you totally can ask for more than that. No, you, know? you definitely can't. But, you know, money, you know bread is cool. <laughs> bread shit is was cool. happening uh, like just last night. And I was I was telling my partner, I was like, look. I know, like, it sucks to go through shit, but sometimes you really got to look up and be like, I really wouldn't have been right here in this situation talking to somebody who cares if I didn't go through that, right? Like, mm-hmm. if I didn't go through that breakup, then I, I didn't move back into my mom's crib and really just start making music every day. Then I didn't drop Black Boys Look Blue. Then I didn't get in cast court and, like, have niggas looking at me. And I didn't even make drunk. Like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. If I didn't go through that breakup, then I don't even I don't even become an alcoholic to the point of having to make drunk. Right. Oh man. Well, I well, I want I wanted to save this for later, but since we're here now, I want to talk about it. Like let's talk about Dwunk, because like, like I said before, that was my first introduction to you. And mm-hmm. I really just like sat with it a couple of because you know it's, it's it's nice and short. I sat with it a couple of times and just like, especially now, like re-listening to it today, like preparing mm-hmm. for this, like, you know, like I just it just it it hit me it hit me different than it like I just really like I saw everything that was going on, but it just like hit me even more like wow this is like this is just like you're just telling this you're just telling this story about like a really just like blurred warped fucked up night (laughs) and like walk and just like walk me through like what was it like making this like why did you decide to tell this story this way because I don't know that I've ever seen an album kind of or like a project or whatever kind of like play out like this before okay so first I want to say this is really why I appreciate your writing because um I often feel like one, it's hard for me to like communicate these ideas that I haven't put down artistically, right, to people. And so like, 
even in like relationships, like friendships, like romantic, whatever it is, always right. end up feeling like it's hard for me to truly express like what I mean, right? In a way that people get it. And so then when I put it in the music, I'm just like, damn, I pray people see like the threads I was kind of weaving together. And so when I saw your writing and I was like, now he sees it, like he gets it. And so like, I'm very appreciative of your, of your, of your keen eye, your keen ears. Um, but it's, I appreciate you, Brody. Thank you. Niggas is going to hate me for this too, but it was so in the moment that the shit just comes together. Right. Like, uh, at one point I ventured out to call myself a vignette artist. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. it's capturing these small moments, these small areas of my life, but it's so lived in that, like, it just kind of weaves itself together. It has to be real. Like, you know, it, um, how do I explain it? It's just, I was, I was actively drinking just like entirely too much. Um, uh, and I was explaining the flowers when we first started talking uh, recently, and it was just about my whole year of releases last year was kind of like a mirror of the year before it. Um, so to say that around that time in February, the year before when I dropped it, um, so last year I dropped it 2021. So in 2020, yeah. I was fresh off a breakup, about to enter pandemic, you know, just kind of working, uh, doing like dish pit. I was working in dish pit, so I would like get there like four and I wouldn't leave till like one in the morning sometimes. And my friend, she lived like right up the street from me. And so like, I just like get a ride to her, her crib. We get there. She's like, we got, we got Jose Cuervo. We got, uh, we just, we got Henny. Da, da, da. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Like, you know, like I just be crossfaded the whole time. And then I would just, I would just get a ride home, like another five minutes right up the street. And that's eventually like when my mom, me and my mom got into it about. And so there's those moments on the album, especially the outro, uh, or the last vocal track, at least, where I'm like, I know my mom was going to be mad at me. Because that's what it was. Um, my mom, like, it got back. And my parents, or at least my mom, uh, my mom and my stepdad are, like, super Christian. Um, mm. I come in the house high. I come in the house crossfaded. And they're like, Ugh. and I'm like, ah, <laughs> Like, so it became an issue. And, I mean, it, it's, it's all it was. It was literally just, like, trying to retell those experiences to the best of my, like, conscious ability right i feel like there's only so conscious you can become before your music starts to sound pretentious right yeah um, there's a there's <laughs> a good easy. amount of like yeah there's a good amount of like illusion and uh, self-awareness that allows you to be a clear communicator even if the person you're communicating to is yourself right but right? you also so, want to be able to like seem like a person and not like a like you're talking down to anyone especially not yourself no exactly right and so it was coming back and realizing like no i did have fun in it right and i wasn't just like if there were moments of sulking and like nah my nigga you should have done better um but it was it was just a lived-in experience i literally would just for like i don't even know how long that was that's how blurry it was Mm. um i started like day drinking at one point because uh buddy came to work one day and he we was in dish pit we used to have like three dishwashers some night and so Mm. he came in he had a bottle He's like, yo, want some of that? And I was like, tea? Nah, I'm good, bro. And he was like, oh no, that's Jim Bean. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. I was like, huh? It's like, okay. So I took a sip, and then I remember just being like, it's cool. I feel a little warm. I feel a little, a little giddy. It's cool. And then uh, had this one homie. She was just, she was just caught me about the henny. Caught the henny. 
started mixing it with the with the Minime lemonade we had to work. Mm. Raps, right? And so I'd be sipping the whole night dish pit. And then I take my cup home with me just because, like, you know, I got a drink. I'm taking everything, my drink, my food. And I wake up in the morning, you know, after you drink, you thirsty as hell. So I wake up and I'm like, oh, a cup. <laughs> and then <laughs> lean over and be like, oh, nigga, that's that's Hennessy <laughs> at, <laughs> at 9 a.m. in the morning. Right. And so it became this, like, just this full ass cycle of being drunk as hell at all times, like being some amount of faded. And it was just. Yeah. We just lived in right no nah, it, it it definitely feels it you know like it, it almost reminds me of like you ever you ever read um the book or see the movie inherent vice no so i um, i think it was i think the book was written by a guy named thomas pinchon it's about okay. this uh oh i think bro is a see this see this shows you how much i remember and like how the kind of like it it, it kind of like it kind of works with the book to not remember a lot about it's weird it's a weird thing but like i think he's like either like a detective or like a journalist or something and he's just like on acid a bunch of the time and like <laughs> he just like has like little like misadventures like, like like there's a story but like the general vibe is like this guy who's trying to figure out the fuck is going on is on some sort of drugs and he's yeah. just like meandering all over the place and like yeah. and i saw um, I saw um, the movie, the, it was made into a movie, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson directed okay. it. And I think uh, Joaquin Phoenix was in it. And I, and I went to go oh, see the movie. Damn, that sounds I was, crazy. I know that's going to be good. I got to watch that now. So, so, so now I got a funny story. I got a funny story movie for you. So I went to go see the movie and I was real tired that day for some reason. I think I made it about a quarter of the way through and I fell asleep. And I woke mm-hmm. up like as the movie was about to end. And... Mm-hmm. um the credits roll maybe like 10 minutes later and i went and like read the synopsis when i got home and i was like okay so i feel like i would have gotten as much from this movie if i was awake that i did when i was asleep you know like and like and like not and like not even in a not even in a bad way it's just no, no, that no, type you. of movie you know mm-hmm. like and 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 like but i say all that to say that's the that's that's the experience that i got listening to Dwan- <laughs> you know like it's it's just kind of like it feels yeah. lived in to the point where like it's happening whether or not you're listening to it, which is like you want w- to w- make w- me cry because yeah. <laughs> that's literally all I want, right? I want man. When, when Cuddy said soundtrack to my life, I took that so literally. I make the music that feels and sounds like exactly what I'm saying, right? Like, yeah, you know, like I I used to I started off with um I started off with youtube instrumentals so i pick an instrumental and i'm like what does this sound like what am i about to rap about right and then that's how i write my verse um and for drunk uh shout out to says shout out to soju man listen crazy on every single beat did not fucking miss my nigga did not miss <laughs> and there were there were some that she sent me and i wrote full songs to and she was like nah i don't like that beat i'm like what do you mean like Y'all didn't even get the full arsenal. Like, I'm telling you, there was some crazier shit. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, let me get the stems. Let me just make the drums hit harder a little bit. Like, let me do this. But, like, every time, every time, I was like, man, you crazy. You're crazy. I, t- I would just tell her, like, oh, yeah, but I feel like we need one more up-tempo. It's kind of a little angry or kind of like this, da-da-da. She hit me right back two, three days later. Perfect. In the pocket. And that's that's how it came together. And so it wasn't even this, like, sit down, have a session. Okay, pick that sound. No, she was just sending me beats and I was going off of it. And so like, 
I always try to weave a, a story in between that, right? I try to like sequence things to the best of my ability, transition, uh, make sure the mixes are tight and everything. But shout out to Soju, man. She, my fucking saving grace on that one. Everybody involved was 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 like instrumental. I know I was the nigga rapping, but everybody involved was instrumental. Right. Um, no, that's, 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 how, that's how I like it to be. I like it to all feel lived in. I like it to feel feel like you can put this on and you can get lost in it or you can put it on and it'll match exactly how you're feeling or some shit. Cause like, right. That's all it is for me. It's therapy for real. Right. Nah, like it's, it's a, it's a mood piece. That's what, that's mm-hmm. what I like about it. It's, it's like really, that's like, that's even what I mean when I say like, it feels like, like it feels like it's happening regardless of whether or not you're listening to it. Like the, like there's certain projects that I'll go to that it's like, okay, like this is a thing that'll be happening when I listen to it and then I won't think about it when it's gone. But it's like, you know, like you stop, like I stopped listening to Dwunk and it's like, oh, you know, like the next day is probably happening. Like you ever listen to music that makes you think about like what's happening the next day after the events of it happen? Like, like uh, on some like next episode type shit. I'm so like, glad you said that. Because, <laughs> um, let me, let me, you ever seen a, what the fuck did they do? Oh, oh, um, damn internet, you scary. Uh, Patrick Cloud to hear more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you know how they're always like infatuated with their segues. Um, so this yeah. is this is a perfect segue into. Uh, I was saying I might talk about it later. Um, but on the on the DL on the hush hush right, just for the whole podcast to know <laughs> is um, uh, I've just been working on this this next project, and it's it's that idea of like. I want it to feel really almost sequential, but still um, kind of hazy. It's just about a, it's a day-by-day thing, right? It changes yeah. day-by-day simply because I'm, I'm steadily recording new things. My ideas based on the project are simply changing. But um, I also plan to accompany it with a short film. So, um, Ooh, all right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that, even though the album and the short film will be technically separate pieces, you know, they will interact in some ways. Um, but I'm just hoping that it flows the same. Yeah. I mean, definitely I that like, I want you to be able to hear a song and be like, Oh, I remember the next scene in the movie. Right. Cause that's, cause that's, that's man. I'm happy. See, I'm happy you brought that up because now I can segue back to a question I wanted to ask before about, um the relationship between between rap and movies like was there like like was there a moment where you do you remember the moment where you first consciously linked film and music together in that way that you're talking about right now I think I've always seen it visually but like I said um kick push was my first like real like hip-hop moments like of course it gives you that pure visual of Okay, he's outside, he's skating sometimes. And it, and that one at some points feels more like home movies. It feels like a skate clip, right? Right. It feels yeah. like it feels like he's outside, he's skating. Oh, he did a kickflip on the curb. Oh, his neighbors are chasing him away. Oh, he met up with this crew and they're all doing tricks. You know, it's so like it gives you that skate clips vibe. But yeah, I think um my way of sequencing projects has always been in a similar way to um what's it called? What's the uh the plot diagram? You know what I'm talking about? Rise in action, uh Shit. climax. Um yeah, fuck. Um I, I know exactly which I don't yeah, remember yeah, what it's yeah. called. But See. it's 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 always been in that similar way of either 
directly well okay originally it was just like in that right um i had this early project my nigga i never remember doing this project that's how crazy it is um but <laughs> yeah. it's not even like i wasn't even high or anything it was a completely lucid project um what was it doing the most but getting the least uh, i think it's only on soundcloud um and it's just a few songs but i remember like i was just putting songs together and i was like just i, I feel like i was probably just doing it just to do a project that was in like 11th grade or some shit um no i had to be like 10th grade because i didn't come here 11th grade um and um but it was just i was like okay let me sequence it in a way that's like okay slow song ramping up ramping up climax and come back down you know and so like that was my original like plan was just to kind of like plot it out in this way that was like structural but then i just started watching more movies and started like to dissect them like piece by piece i kind of understood that you could do more than just like that simple plot plot pattern right right and so um and that's that's kind of how i get to like drunk and everything because drunk is kind of it's kind of almost a single story a story that never technically happened right because i never had a big party i've never been to like a big party with that little interlude that i did right um, or at least not in um not one that corresponds with that story because i don't i don't fucking throw up <laughs> not a pussy. <laughs> but um uh but like I just tried to like yeah cue it like I had this movie kind of plotted in my head you know what you know what I think ruined me is because of the internet I've read it along <laughs> with the uh, with the with the fucking the script so many times my son um, me too <laughs> yeah I think favorite. I think that's what ruined me because yeah I always always see it along with visuals and I just I've never really had the means to like pair them but I've always yeah. at least my own personal projects I've seen them along with visuals man see um see this is something that i'm surprised has never come up on the podcast before like we've never talked about because the internet and that specific thing yeah i remember i remember when the fucking album came out and i love that shit. um yeah like, like yeah like the whole like, like like not even just the script but like the website that he put out that yep, was that, yep. that, that had the, the code the, oh my god like that was that was like i had never seen no shit like that before i was in college when that came out because yeah i was uh i was about to grad yeah I, was, I think that was my last year before i was about to graduate mm -hmm. and um yeah i just like i went to the shows with the homies and like it was just like just seeing seeing that come together that album has a album holds a very special place in my heart i love that yeah, album yeah. i love i love the i love the rollout and the execution and just like the music of course like it's just it it's was definitely mad influential for me mm. Like, and hit it right now like yo, know, like and, and just like the way you're describing it like i can tell that it really had an impact on you um i yeah like i remember um i remember uh my partner who i'm still with which is mm -hmm. so cool and um one of my best friends uh adam shout out to adam we all went to go see gambino play the deep web tour um when he was mm -hmm. touring the album and like at the thing I'm not sure if you went to any of the shows, but he like he had this thing where uh, like you could download an app and like draw pictures in the app and they would show up on the screen like in the back and shit. And then like that turned into something completely different during the show. And it was kind of like interactive, but not really. And just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he just found a really cool way to kind of like make it a movie, but at a concert. I don't know. I just I just yeah, definitely definitely say what you will about Gambino, but um yeah it's weird. there's a lot to say I, like don't, don't get me a wrong lot there's say. a lot to say my my <laughs> favorite thing recently has been the fact that he has willed himself into a sex symbol 
like Son, you know talk about it <laughs> talk about himself it. into a sex symbol like all the way from sick boy he was talking real raunchy and then like 10 years later he took his shirt off and started dancing like phalo on stage and they were like oh <laughs> <laughs> with the dad bod and shit like he really that's what yeah, did it that's what bought it all together the dad bod and the beard got away yeah. with it man smooth criminal <laughs> like yeah he he, he really like it, it's because yeah i was tweeting about this a co- i tweeted about this a couple times last year and, and it kind of caught it kind of caught that viral tailwind a couple times just like uh, he he was he was on he was he had yeah. some pr- he had some pretty crazy shit to say on some of those early songs and like some and some of those songs are just bad like i'm sorry no, mo- most of sick boy is a bad project most of poindexter is bad like there's it, if there's you look at songs, that name like, it's it's see what i find especially as i continue to go back is that a lot of the early blog era shit is actually terrible like, <laughs> like yeah. influential as it may have been, it is yeah. terrible, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I love Young Lean with all my heart, right? <laughs> um, and I'm never one to idolize people. I'm never one to like put anybody above anybody. Like, right. niggas in group chats get mad at me because I'm definitely like, bro, why are you sending that in here? It's just a nigga. Like, <laughs> you know, people who make music better than this, right? And, but like, like Ginseng Strip, 2002, terrible song. Yeah, absolutely horrendous garbage. I I'm not gonna lie, I hated Young Lean when he first came out. I appreciate I loved it. <laughs> like, like I appreciated everything that the Sad Boys were doing at that. And 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 and, and let me let me jump back. There were songs on that first album that I really 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 enjoyed because like I'm big mm-hmm. like like I was big on that cloud rap shit. But I was also mm-hmm. like you know like you know like Clams Casino kind of beat him to it. You know it Definitely was it true. was it. It was all it was all just like, oh, like, oh, like this is what Clams did. But he's just like some, you know, he's just like a Swedish nigga. <laughs> Swedish. Yeah, there you go. I, I was going to say Scandinavian. But I mean, I mean, I guess that's technically right. I think Swedish. I, 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 I think Sweden is a is Sweden, is Sweden Scandinavia. Either way. Hey, sorry. Bro, so, I'm not about to I'm not about to geographically embarrass myself on your show. Yeah, me, <laughs> me, me either. So me either. Let's 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 drop it. But since we're talking about Young Lean, I want to say that hearing him on the Babyface Ray album was really really I gotta, really I gotta cool. hear it i gotta hear it it's nice it's 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 hard honestly like, like that song is i'm real confident cool. in it because i remember seeing him on a blonde and i was like yeah this makes sense like <laughs> especially seeing where he's like come uh because I've, I've followed his story like him and lucky are people who i've followed like from from conception to current right right um, and then like both of them those artists a little break that like those super artists drug are special fuel- yeah that super right. drug fueled like uh, beginning um then like taking that little break for both you know like mental health and then young leans was a lot deeper with uh his manager passing and everything and then right. his um his manager's dad trying to like cancel all his projects and like called the nigga the devil i was like yeah nah god damn and then, <laughs> yeah and then he came back uh because then he dropped what warlord off of that i think and then uh yeah which i wasn't a huge fan of i i, I, I actually wasn't. thought it was but it's because, right, knowing the backstory behind that is because most of it was recorded in Miami. But then um, was it Young Good or Sherm? One of them. Um, when they when they got back to. Um, uh, uh, I just said it. They got back to Switzerland. Um, yeah. To Sweden. fix it. Sweden. See? Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, it's not my fault. It's the shrooms. I promise. Nah, bro, um, we got to. It's all we got back to Sweden <laughs> to fix it. Um, some of the files, like some of the audio takes and everything were corrupted. But like Young Lean was still on kind of like hiatus, uh, having like just got out the mental hospital from like psychosis and everything. 
Right. And so they like they were having him come in and like do some like small takes to recover the corrupted files, but it's it's a heavily salvaged pro- project. It's like recovered from the like wreckage type project. See, I didn't even know all that. So that like I honestly want to go back and give it a try, knowing that it was kind of a you know on, on yeah, you know on it was some, like on, it, oof, that's a lot. So it was it was like fresh off of like all the fame. They came to Miami. And they were in Miami doing it all, but they were like party and heavy, like Zans and everything. And right. then um, his manager was uh, high. And then he like got in the car driving, crashed it, died. And then um, after that, Young Lee went to like psychosis. They said he was like, he was already like on hella drugs. But then they said he started, he said um, himself, because I watched part of the interview. Um, but he said he's like started dressing up like a nurse and always carrying a knife. Um, so like on some like, on some like Joker shit. Um, he was kind of like walking around Miami, um, like fucked up the whole apartment they were staying in, had to like pay for all that shit. Um, but then, yeah, he came back. His dad came to get him um, in Miami. And they flew him back um, after his like stint in the mental hospital. And he was just doing like small takes. They would get him to come into the studio. But it was really just like, yeah, because um, the manager's dad, because uh, he was like party partly invested in young lean he uh invent, right. he uh destroyed a shit ton of the files because he was like nah this is like this is satanism you know this killed my son type shit mm-hmm. and so he destroyed a lot of the shit and so whatever got destroyed was kind of what they were trying to replace so it's a real like it's a real patchwork project wow see but then he came that- off with um whatever the one after that is i forget the name but that's the one that has um agony and that's the it's a good song. Yeah, you're right. And then um, his last and, and um, one more thing about Young Lean before I run back. Um, fucking Stars, the last thing he put out, I really was not big on Stars. I just I couldn't, could, couldn't I do it. I feel like <laughs> the new uh, year Triple O's one, Triple O, yeah, Triple O uh, one, like sound is super cinematic. Uh, I really appreciate what like Sherman Good have like come because now you see their work with like, um, the early work with Echo and uh, uh, Blade, but it's super yeah. cinematic. Like it's really like they've gotten deep into their synth work as like compared to Ginseng Strip 2002, of course. Like it's been like right well over ten years now, right? Um, maybe yeah, 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 yeah. If if not ten years, maybe like eleven, twelve, something yeah, like that. Yeah, right. And so they've gotten yeah. like super deep in their sound, and it sounds really lush and really thought out every time. And I appreciate that. Um, and but yeah, I don't. I view it really weird because I can't tell where where Young Lean is as a person now. Right. Right. No, so, that's that's valid. That's valid. Being myself, like as somebody who puts my whole personage into my music, I kind of look for that every time. And so I'm like, I can't tell where he is as a person. So some of these songs are like, it's weird. He still has like some like random flex songs that he hits you with like a really like intimate song. And you're like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's he's he he's a weird one. He 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 like his like the mood and tone is all over the place, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But like you were saying about good, like like the song um the song with Lean um on um, the Babyface Ray song with Lean on it um yeah. it's it, it was co-produced by Young Good and Carlo, okay. like fucking Ooh. like from Flint, <laughs> like it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. so so like so like. The, like I never would have imagined putting Carlo and Good on a track together ever in my life. But have like, you ever heard um the Sad Boys and like uh, uh fucking Black Cray songs? No, never, bro. Never. 
it's I, I feel like it's gonna be something similar to that in the styles of like of course black cray is still kind of cloud rap but it's a darker it's that miami energy to it um and so i feel like i'm glad you said that because i'm gonna go into that thinking like you know a similar mindset of like those songs are amazing i think it's like i think blade it's blade cray lean and echo wow yeah yeah I'll, I'll send yeah. it to you after this. <laughs> yeah, please, please. Yeah, no, no, no. I gotta hear that. But yeah, no. The song from the Ray album is real, real good, and just like, and like Carlo comes in with the drums, and like, and it's like good, just lays fucking like the synths over like the first half, and then just like you hear the you hear the Hank Hill drop come in. Who the hell is Carlo? <laughs> and the drums. It's 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 the most it's the most bizarre thing on that whole album. Like. But it works. It's just so so good. And yes, yeah, yeah. so, but but being you know, like, like to to like to what you were saying about how their sound evolved, like it really it evolved. You know, like they it gotten, really it gotten super cinematic, super like for orchestral. Real. And I like to look at like the past, right? You look at the past of like Swedish music, and it's super Swedish house mafia, right? You get uh-huh. these like really <laughs> big electronic acts. But I like to see how like well, obviously what they listen to, kind of like dances along with it you know what i mean like yeah you can kind of see that influence of like okay traditional swedish like electronic music mixing in with obviously cloud rap mixing in with like deeper rap and you kind of get a feeling for like okay i really appreciate this i really appreciate this from like placing myself in his shoes as a producer who has like listened to all these things what do i want to create what would sound good to me right yeah, and I was yeah, so like I was also a really big fan of um you, um you know Avicii, the Swedish yeah, yeah, producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was huge into Avicii when um like when he was at his when he was at his like peak and shit. Like yeah. So like that like that was a moment in like the in like the early to mid two thousand tens like when EDM really really had that vice grip on everybody like you know like between like swedish house mafia and avici and like sander van dorn and Afrojack and like all that shit like and and, and like back when back when fucking major laser was still peaking and shit like like i mean like fuck diplo but like um you know just... but no yeah it, it's still you still gotta like factor that in and like yeah i get it right yeah i went through i went through a small dubstep phase it was like uh me too <laughs> it was skrillex and uh was it kill paris i think it was kill paris yeah um I, it was um, it was at the time when i was using pandora so who it was didn't really uh, matter <laughs> yeah no nah, yeah yeah no nah, listening to music on pandora was different that was literally just like just like shuffle that somebody else made for you, which is, you know, you know, yeah. we love that was, about Pandora. I was Pandora <laughs> with the with the skull candy over the ear headphones. <laughs> That's a vibe right there. Real yes, early sir. to mid 2010s. <laughs> yes, sir. God damn. Um, you um, did you did you ever listen to Zed's Dead? They were uh, they were a dubstep group that I liked a lot. I've heard I think something. I can't I can't recall what era. Are they still making stuff? I'm pretty sure. Like it, it's. I think it's I've heard not, some newer shit. It's like not it, like Zed's Dead's not really dubstepy anymore, but like they had this crazy fucking song called White Satin that one of my homies back in the day put me onto, and like, mm-hmm. and 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 like, <laughs> and it's crazy that we're talking about this because it's another little music movie moment. So they got uh, um, b- before I say where it came from, do you recognize where Zed's Dead is from? 
It's from a uh, fucking Pulp Fiction. There you go. You got it. Cool. So like on the song, like right before the first big drop, they get the clip of Bruce Willis on the bike with his wife, uh, and she's like, and she's like, "Where is Zed?" And he goes, "Zed's dead, Zed's baby. Dead, and then, baby." And then the shit drops. <laughs> this shit is beautiful. That shit is serotonin. Yeah. It's just yeah, like yeah, <laughs> not a bike. It's not a bike, baby. It's a chopper. It's a chopper. Oh, man, like that was like. Like I'm thinking about it now, and that moment was so because like I was like I was like a I was like a mid to late teenager when that happened. Actually, no, like I was like 18, 19. So like that was like that moment is so pivotal to my understanding of the way that music and film can like yeah, just explode. Like ugh, I've been God, what a moment! Pulp Fiction a few times. I've been through Kill Bill a few times. I've seen Jackie Brown like twice. That's my um, favorite. That's my favorite Tarantino movie. It is. It is one of the better ones, and I'm. I'm I'm surprised it's not more popular. It is definitely mm-hmm. one of the better ones. Uh, Reservoir Dogs. I've been through Reservoir Dogs twice. Yeah, I just really movie. appreciate the uh, the non-linear editing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, like, he wasn't the first person to do that, but not definitely he not. was, but he was definitely, <laughs> you know, like, like, like he, 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 pop, like, he popularized so much shit. And I know like, you've he's, seen all those posts that are like Quentin Tarantino films are just frame for frame from other movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, yes, <laughs> you, you, you know, like, the collage artist, more or less. Like, he's yeah, yeah. Like, somebody called him like a remix, like, like yeah. a film director who's like really a remixer, and like, yeah, that's what he is, you know. And like, sometimes that's great, and sometimes it's like really pretentious, and it gets on my nerves. But like, the good stuff is good, you know. Like, I like Pulp Fiction. I think Pulp Fiction yeah. is great. I love Jackie Brown. I love the Kill Bill movies. I love Inglorious Bastards. Um, I think it's a very rare case of even though his you know a Tarantino movie when you see it. I think his casting is just so superior that the actors literally save you from having to face too like much of the consequences of like, yes, this is a Tarantino film. This is also a great film. Like, yeah, you know, if it was just like mediocre film, then like, okay, like it's Tarantino. I can throw it out. But like, right. He really just casts such great actors. You just got to be like, ah, (laughs) did it again. See you. (laughs) That's kind of that's kind of how I felt about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I'm not really a big like. It's interesting because like, well, a have you seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? No. Um, Okay. I used to be a big Leonardo DiCaprio uh, fan, um, but then I kind of realized that like, I guess I got over it, and then um, (laughs) yeah, that was then Once Upon a Time it came out. I was like. I just remember uh, the compilation of all the the foot shots. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dakota Fanning with her feet up on the table, and um, yeah. um, uh, homegirl in the car with her How feet up say on the he, dash. Uh, yeah. Dedicates whole storyboards thoughts to it. Oh yeah, I I I believe it because like because like because like there's a bit in Inglorious Bastards. Um, have you seen Bastards? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you remember the scene where um, um, Hans Landa and Bridget von Hammerschmarker in the or, or uh, I'm, I'm there in the cut away from the party and he's like and he's like trying to get her to take her shoe off so he can do the fit and yeah 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 like like he just lingers so long on like not even just like the naked foot but like the cast and it's like bro like we get it <laughs> like 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 even just the <laughs> cast and he's and like my favorite part one of my favorite parts of that whole movie is when <laughs> he um is when like she's trying to like play her way out of 
uh, taking her foot off. And like, there's just like a sideways shot of Hans Landa looking off to the side and at her. And he, without breaking eye contact, he just looks at her and just his hand like swings up and just points right down to his knee. <laughs> and he's just like, put that shit on my lap right now. And that shit makes me laugh every single time. Like, it, it's just that, that, that's an, like, like like the cast in that movie just immaculate like yeah, that's a definitely. perfect 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 movie to me i love inglorious bastards like that and jackie brown are his two like yeah. i feel the same way about jackie brown those are my two tarantino movies if i had to pick them for sure <laughs> um we just we we just went through a lot <laughs> wow look, look. I'm, I'm gonna ask you a question at the end yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so whenever you're ready to wrap it up just let me know um got you um but i let me see. I think I got a couple more. Qu- oh, yeah. OK. So, yeah, we were talking about Dwunk and we can move on to Blacklight, actually, because, you know, um, I listened to Blacklight for the first like, like I won't lie. I listened to Blacklight for the first time today and no, I really sweat. I really liked it. Um, it's like it's uh, so like if like I feel like it has more energy, but it's like no less somber than Dwunk. Like it's still kind of like reflective. Like, like, like to me, it almost feels like you're like directly confronting the feelings that you might've been like running away from with all the drinking on Dwunk. Like they, like, like the two pieces, like, like they kind of feel like they're in conversation. I don't know if that was intentional. Like, was that intentional? Like, was like, were they kind of meant to talk to each other? Or am I just like making threads where they don't exist? Bro, if you're trying to make me fall in love with you, it's working. <laughs> Thank you for your attention. Bro, literally, it comes it comes directly off it right i was like i did a i did a birthday project i gotta do another birthday project so shout out to uh amwa shout out to my other mike my other mikey um my my twin my little brother um we share the same birthday august 30th um same day as uh fred hampton same day as bk the ruler hey Hey, Um, wow legends (laughs) only um, and so but yeah we put this project together with another another case i'm just like sending me beats sending me beats and i request like a few vibes and they're like oh yeah something like this cool right so same circumstances but this time i threw in some beats on my own and it was just kind of like songs i put together and eventually it was like all right let me let me weave together the common thread i know is there but it's definitely um it's definitely a call back to like yeah i was drinking but this is at the the time of my birthday like i said um everything that i made last year was reflective of the year before so the year before for me, I would have dropped uh Black Boys Look Blue in the Moonlight, which uh Flowers apparently just listened to um for his uh Gary, shout out Gary is doing ah, the uh, yeah, shout out to Gary. Yeah, doing music the, writing uh, exercise, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um so but Flowers uh listened to that, posted it today. But I did that for my birthday the year before, and it was just like me getting out there, right? Um, and so that's also why I have I'm so mad. So we, me and uh, Cheyenne drafted up two covers. Uh, both of them I took the pictures for. Um, one was here in Virginia, and it was just like a picture of the water. And it was a, uh, my dad was showing my brother how to float. Um, and mind you, all my siblings are like mad younger than me. I'm 20. Um, my my brother uh, beneath me is eight. Yeah. Mm, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, and then my sister above him, who lives with my mom, is 12. Um, we're eight years apart. And then my youngest sister who lives here is five. Um, but yeah, my dad's showing my brother how to float. And I just took the picture. I was standing on the beach and um, 
I sent it off to Shay and she drew me uh, the same character you see uh, floating just in the middle of the water. She drew some sun rays in and I, I threw it in some of the promotional tweets, but fucking fuck distro kid. Um, they wouldn't take it because they're like, it's too blurry. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, that was the second the second version of it. And that was also a callback to Black Boys Look Blue in the Moonlight. It's just a picture of me. We had this um pool, quote unquote, in the backyard that was just like a big ass uh, a horse feeding trough that we filled with water and built a deck around it. I took that right. picture in there on my 18th birthday and I posted it with the, the project and that was the cover um, because Black Boys Look Blue in the Moonlight, uh, that floating scene. Um, and so like they were, they were both playing in the water. Uh, and that movie itself hits real close to home because literally it was filmed close to where I was born. So, so it's so. <laughs> all right. Yeah, cause, yeah, because that's like all Florida, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. I was born in Miami. Um, I'm I'm used to that part of the beach too, and so it was just like all all tied together, even all the way from um just the cover art itself that I tried to put together. Um, but the other one we got was in Savannah, and it became Blacklight because at the time Mikey was going by Black Kenshi. Um, so I just mashed the two names together, black light, cool. But then he changed it, and I was like, well, nah, it's still a black light, right? It's still right. Uh, the little poem I have at the end is real reflective of you just gotta you gotta bear your sins, you gotta be real with yourself. That's the only way you can really like get the work done. Um, not too long ago, I tweeted like, bro, listen to these two projects, listen to drunk, listen to black light, put them together, do you? Matter of fact, the day we talked about doing this podcast, I tweeted it. Because um, I was on my way back from oh, Philly, man. I remember it, and I was like, "Listen to these two. Um, you know, I was like, "Damn, I just quit my job. Uh, you know, <laughs> fuck that job. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Listen to these two. Do your shadow work and like be real with yourself. Like that's right. it. Uh, take a look inside. And that's all it was. It was me like really being like, where do I fail? Where do I become better? Because I was like fresh." fresh off of a breakup coming into this new relationship uh into a poly dynamic and so i was like it was this transitional period in my life especially like as it was like you know reflecting it to itself so i was telling people like just be real um and so i'm listening back to black light at that time and i'm like yeah this is this is what i needed then because it definitely was just like being real being reflective and it all tied together because just a few days before i had to submit it i went to my friend's like birthday party um but they threw it like a hotel and it was like right by the beach. So I got like shit face drunk. Um, and they went down <laughs> to the beach to smoke. And I'd like, I just woke up on the beach at like 3 a.m. like drunk as hell. But like, I just kind of sat there for a moment, like looking at the stars, looking at the water. And I was like, yeah, where I belong, right here on the beach, nigga. It's perfect. So I went home and I recorded like the, or the rest of that outro. I recorded it on my phone. I was like, bro, I don't know. Like I woke up on the beach today. And I was worried about like, um, and this was like way before the Philly trip, way before I quit my job and everything, but I was still coming off of that breakup. And I was like, I don't, I was worried about being alone, bro. I was worried about dying alone. I was worried about like a lot of shit for, I was still 20, right? But right, 20, right? Why am I worried about this, right? Woke up (laughs) I was like, nah, it's cool, bro. It's okay. Like, it's all okay. Right? Like, yeah, I'm doing the work I need to do for myself. And that's good. Right. Like at this point, that's all you really need. You know, like you're, you're mm-hmm. you, 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 you got, you got like, I know you got way more gas in the tank. Like it's, it's, it's like, it like, just like talking like we to you. Crazy. Just, yeah, for real. Like, it, it, and it's like, just, just talking to you. It's just like blowing my mind. Just like, 
you're 20, you know, like that's, that's cr- like, cause like I'm about to be 30 in like a month and change March 18th. Like, you know, like we're, we're, we're almost an entire fucking decade apart, you know? <laughs> and it's like, yeah. like just, just, just to hear you say these things, like you got time, man. Like, 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 like we all got time, but like, it's just, this is like, I can tell that you're just getting started. And like, this is uh like, you're so confident in yourself and that's amazing to me because like i like like i feel like that's been a theme for me for the last like three four days because i was at um i went to go see red veil play his first show ever in brooklyn oh i'm so sad i had to miss it bro i'm so sad i had to miss it uh i just i didn't feel comfortable having to go all the way to new york especially on funds and with omicron i was like "Uh." i get it bro i get it it was it was it was the first show i've done (laughs) i was i was a um, I was real reckless. I went to that Playboy Cardi show at Barclays in December. <laughs> like right that's the one Omicron. you risked it for. Yeah, I, I, it was worth it. It was worth. I it. went to go see. I went to go see Peggy and uh, the Loopers. Ah, in, in Brooklyn. October. Damn, I wanted no, no, to go to in, that. Um, in Philly. Mm, okay. Okay. Man, see, like I, I, I um, I've seen Peggy a bunch of times. Um, I've seen the Loopers maybe for. Oh, how, how'd you like it? How was it? Um, so that was when I fe- first met my partner. Like we were talking before that. That's when we first uh, linked up. Ah, we, cool. were, we were both on acid and it was. <sighs> Sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> I was in that bitch melting my nigga. I, I understood. I understood Peggy. You know, like he's. He's just playing like a wrestling heel. Yeah, more or less. He's 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 a lot. He's, sometimes he's the, but... he's the queer coded wrestling heel. Yeah. He really, really is. Like, I've been thinking about that a lot. Ever since he, like, really started to lean into Peggy, I'm like, hmm. You he's know, the, like... He's coded wrestling, you know. He's like, uh, I remember, uh, was it Taxi Driver, Hurricane? Um, like, uh, what's the one dude? Uh, Goldust? Oh, Goldust. Oh, man. You're taking you me know, back he right just now. feels like... <laughs> sometimes he plays the boogeyman. He feels really lucid. He feels, like, lurching. He's like, he's, like, grabbing his shit. That's how he was at the show. He was like, I was off to the left, like over by the speaker, and the pit was just full of white people. Ugh. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> it was just full of white people because I was like, I, I ain't really trying to march. I had other people with me, and I was also on acid, and I was like, I, I ain't trying to get too crazy. But right. I, I, I was right there at the barrier still, and I was like, Nah, this is this is great. I can see him fine. Um, yeah, he was just kind of, he was in the moment. He felt it. Like that's what I love to see. I love mm-hmm. to see people who were just like. Like you said, uh, there's a tie between uh, movies and music, but there's also just a tie like that goes beyond the music, you know? Anything yeah. deeper than just saying the words into a mic in a way that's convincing is like you can feel whatever he says he felt it. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, seen, I've seen Peggy, I want to say three times. My partner mm-hmm. and I saw him at um, MoMA, um, the little mm-hmm. summer series they do. And mm-hmm. then... Uh, and then and then yeah and then we saw him play again in brooklyn at rough trade when rough trade was still in brooklyn and then i feel like i'm missing oh yeah i saw him play at a uh, bowery ballroom when he put out all my heroes mm. of cornballs and yeah like, <laughs> i feel like this is definitely this is definitely peak era for peggy um like just just as far as like artistry goes um because i think all the music is great but i think just as far mm. as artistry goes like 
as personal as it gets really even if it's like i don't think peggy's ever been a like autobiographical artist really but it yeah, feels really. like it feels emotionally uh personal everything feels yeah. tied right yeah there were a lot of barbs on that last album and not even just like the arm and hammer shit just like you could tell like there there there, 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 was, there was a lot of there was a lot of um there was just a lot of animosity that I felt like he needed to let out and not even just in like his like typical like snarky type of way like you could tell that he had some shit he needed to get off his chest you know yeah um. I mean <laughs> I think I even feel it myself as I get deeper into the quote-unquote scene right as you get closer to like other artists you just kind of get the understanding of like who lies where it feels very yeah. weird it feels like uh because like like i said at the end of the day everybody is just some niggas right like right um nobody is above me because they've been in this shit like okay you get some like respect because you've been in this shit longer but nobody's like above me you know like nobody's nobody's below me some niggas make worse music. Some niggas make better music. Some niggas in it for different reasons. But it's, you know, it doesn't matter, um, like, at what point you got into it. Um, motives can change any day. Like, niggas is still some niggas. The same way I be dealing with emotions. The same way they got to wake up and deal with emotions. Yeah. Nah, that's so real. Like, <laughs> I'm happy we went in this direction because I had a bunch of other like bullshit questions that I'm happy I didn't ask. <laughs> I think I, I think hey. I, th- I think I think like this is a much better way to kind of like end this. <laughs> um, Listen, but... I'm up for the bullshit questions too because I'll take them wherever. But <laughs> you know, yeah, like yeah, you know, you know, like I was I was just gonna you know you know like in in like typical wrap up fashion, just like you know, just like you've been. Like you've been dropping music for probably about like it's I I think it's been about five years. That's when that's when five dropped, right? Like five was like 2017. Oh my god, you go back that far? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Bro. That was like yeah, that was like freshman year of high school. Um a a $35 mic in my dad's living room. Um, and I'd been like, I'd been making music, uh, or I'd been like mixing stuff for church for a while, but I still didn't have a, like the knowledge to transfer it to like personal recordings, you know, right. it was just ripped YouTube beats. And that's when I was like active on genius. Uh, like I'm still a genius, uh, mod, I'm not active at all, but I'm still a genius mod. And I was just telling my homie about, um, when I was a mediator, I started these, uh, threads that were like a uh, stand behind your bars. And it was basically like yeah. YouTube comments without the beats um and so that's that's what i started that was my that was my contribution to the genius uh intergenius community wow genius, so. wow that's <laughs> wow that, that's that's just that that's just like such a specific vibe and time like so from so from five slash like genius mod era to mm-hmm. now with the new shit you're recording like like how like how do you feel you've grown between then and now like like oh how yeah it's it's such (laughs) an open-ended question but i'm just like so curious because yeah you got a really interesting story (laughs) yeah it's so weird because like i always tell people i feel like i've i've lived like a thousand lives even just within this life you know like uh, i tweeted just earlier and i had to delete it because I don't know if people understood what I was saying. It was like, I woke up thinking about my husband and kids era. Like 
I was I dead moved out at 18 and was living with my partner at the time. And then we had like a dog and a cat and we were just chilling. That was it. I went to work. I came home. I barely even made music like and this was after I had already started dropping music. And so I was like I was really content for that like a month. (laughs) And then shit came (laughs) crashing down. But then I look back at it. I was like, well, that was just a month. Like everything feels so elongated and stretched out, you know, like. But it's weird because at the same time, I'll be like, well, I'm 20 and I'm not 18 anymore. <laughs> they like, only they only move faster. That's, that's all I'm going to say every year. Time, just... time is just so goopy and malle- malleable for me, bro. I don't even know. Maybe it's the drugs. Um, <laughs> I, I'm worried about like like brain injuries from like playing football early. Um, like, I don't even know anymore. Everything just feels so weird. So to say like where I've grown, I've had to face like adulthood. I've had to face like paying bills i've had to face like a sick partner uh and i mean like sick as shit like um he couldn't he couldn't walk at some points uh because of how weak his muscles were and like wow. i wasn't i wasn't even creating through that so like that i had to come back to like um trying to like express that like just this past year of like the feelings i was feeling then um and it was just like yeah, i don't how have I grown, man? I've I've done so much shadow work and change to be like who I am now, and I'm happy where I am now. Really, like today today was a crazy day, but like I've been feeling so much better just in terms about like ah right, yeah, shit's really looking up. Like I'm good, I'm up. Um, I'm just tapped in with so many cool people, building my uh, building my personal community, personal relationships. It's just it's just nice, for real yeah like now i can say you definitely can't ask for more than that like the especially the community aspect like that that, that's 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 the best like yeah 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 um i don't got any more questions but all right let me ask my one question then yeah ask ask me a question and you always you always sum up your your episodes like okay we talked about this this and that so off the top of your head right now what's the what's the sum up of this episode (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm gonna say probably <laughs> man i'm gonna have to hold myself to this and shit um no 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 look if you change nah, it nah. afterwards go ahead but the, just in the moment right now right we're on the shrooms we're th- oh, i'm on the shrooms yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> we're in the moment we're flowing what what do you remember what was the most poignant parts of this episode what do you feel about light now so <laughs> um we talked <laughs> we talked about bebop we talked about dwunk we talked about um shit um bebop dwunk fucking oh we talked about so much great shit too and let's like and, and like dubstep and goddamn <laughs> um <laughs> man i'm just like i'm 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 gonna remember so much after we get off too and i'm gonna be so yeah. mad at myself that i just like i'm forgetting no, look, everything right now <laughs> i know it's a lot and i throw so much information at people and i feel bad for rambling um I don't know if I'm auti- if I'm autistic. I do I do truly feel like I am at this point in my life. But like I throw so much at people and then not say anything for the next two to four business weeks. <laughs> oh, we also oh, say we also we um what's it called? We talked about fucking we talked about fucking Young Lean and the Sad Boys and oh, goddamn. Yes. Um, I talked yeah. about anything. Yet it let it be Young Lean and Lucky. <laughs> yeah, young, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Lean and Lucky. <laughs> Yeah, and and just like we 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 talked about a ton, and this was like, you know, this was this was so tight. Like this was great. Like this was 
like nah i had a, th- th- this 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 was this was fantastic son thank you thank you for taking the time especially was after it? especially after like a shitty fucking work day like it was a terrible damn. day but we let the shrooms talk let the art talk and that's all this ever about it's about it's about talking it through it's about doing your shadow work and like you said you don't remember where you go back that's all it's about too being able to look back at that shit and be like oh i see where i fucked up i see where i could have did better and then doing it right going forward with your life from there it's a great shit it's all i ever want from an interaction with light from the music to like in person to phone call that's it <laughs> Yeah, I want, you, and, and, I want you to do better. Everybody involved in this next project, I'm like, bro, I'm asking you to come from the bottom of your heart, and I'm asking you to come the hardest you ever come. I might be so, I might be tough on you, might send this shit back to you, but I, I want you to be better from having dealt with me. Right. And yeah, you know, like I feel like I feel like I want to go get better, even 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 if it's just from even if it's just for the sake of my short term memory. <laughs> Listen, and just like. Gambino willed himself into a sex symbol. I've I've willed myself into light. Fuck it. Like, nah, that's 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 it. And you're gonna be here and just like thank you. Thank you for thank you for taking the time to do this. This was great. This was this was so dope. Thank you for having me, bro. <laughs> uh, for real. Thanks for listening. Shout out to y'all for making it this far. And shout out to all the black people listening too, because y'all really impeccable. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and tell a friend to come through next time. One.